she thanks me. The woman in the back seat thanks me. Um, and she drives very, very slowly towards the abortion center, which, of course, she knows where it is at this right. point. And they pause at the driveway, and then they continued on yeah. and drove away. And we had people there the, that whole day, morning and afternoon team, until the abortion center closed, and that car never returned. Yeah. How would you consider that situation? I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion. Touched your heart. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Welcome back to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And as always, we'd appreciate if you guys would leave us a review. Someone had reached out to me actually and suggested that we walk people through the process of leaving a review. I have people, heard it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, it is difficult. Yeah. Um, however, the difficulty is that every platform seems to be a little different, so I can't walk you through that process, except for I could right now, as I'm looking on my iPhone, mm-hmm. I could walk people through the process. If you have an iPhone and you're you're listening using the podcast app on okay. your iPhone, okay, that'd be um, great. <clears throat> you should be able to go into um, the podcast itself where you can see all the episodes listed. And uh, it'll say latest episode at the top. It'll have a picture of our podcast, uh, you and I, our faces on the podcast album cover, I think is what it's called. If you scroll down to the very bottom where you see ratings and reviews, it says tap to rate. And there's like five stars there. Okay. And so you tap. The fifth star, because you would want to, of course, leave us five stars. That's the only one you should be tapping. Exactly. If you tap anything less than that, you're disqualified and cannot leave us a review. Right. (laughs) Um, And then if you scroll down a little bit further than that, Uh after you hit the five stars, there's write a review. It's in purple. Oh, okay. And then you can tap on that. It brings it up. You can title your review. Vicki and Daniel are awesome. You can leave the review. Never heard a podcast quite like this it is the best ever yeah something yeah. along that and all those other pro boards that left bad reviews are wrong you can Correct. say that if yeah. you want to so okay. anyway hopefully you guys um there's were probably able a to do submit that. button somewhere yeah but. yeah once you do the review after you push write a review after you do it there is a uh a send Send, button at the top, something like that. Okay, yeah, gotcha. At the top yep. right at hand the side, top right, right hand there? side it says send. So yep. it's pretty easy. Um, actually, it's it's not super apparent. Like, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, I don't want to get into all of that, but it could be easier. That's for sure. Yes. Um, other platforms are different. Like I said, some people are listening on Apple dev- or um, some people are listening. Yes, on Apple devices. Others people are listening on um, Android devices and whatever other devices. Maybe you're listening on a computer. Maybe you're listening through Spotify or something like that. Yeah. Google it. That's all I'm going to say. How do you leave a review on Spotify? Just Google that. How do you leave a review on Google Podcasts or whatever other services? There's a bunch of stuff out there you can Yeah, but it is helpful if they will leave reviews. It certainly helps helps us to be more visible to others so that people will be listening. 
to our yeah. podcast. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. So that's why we ask for you guys to do that so it can be more visible and other people are encouraged. And we do hope that this podcast is an encouragement. We hope that this episode will be an encouragement to you guys. And by the way of introduction, because we always forget to introduce ourselves, my name is Daniel Parks. I serve as West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life and also oversee our sidewalk ministry nationally. And Vicki, you introduce yourself. I'm Vicki Kosiorg, and I am the National Sidewalk Training Director, and I also work here locally in Charlotte as one of the sidewalk outreach um, coordinators. Yeah, and yeah. I'm on the sidewalk almost every day. Yes, and so um, we have combined, I think, 30 years yeah, or we're so. We're getting close to 30 years. Yeah, so we've more, been doing, yeah, that's combined. That so I've been doing this right. since 2005. Yeah. You got involved in 2010. 10, I think I'm going on like year that. 11. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, we have some experiences, um, mm-hmm. good and bad, mm-hmm. that we can share with you guys, and that's why we do these podcast episodes, so you can, so you guys can learn from us. Yeah. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about something that we've neglected to talk about for a long time, and there's good reason that we haven't talked about this, because it can be controversial, even though it's not super controversial, but it can just be... Um, subjective. Right. And so we're going to try to give some solid black and white objective um, perspectives here on this subject, but still allow for there to be some subjectivity. And hopefully yes. you guys will be clear on what the heck I'm talking about when we get into the subject. And the subject is um, counting babies saved. Uh, right. We get people asking us the question a lot, actually. How do you guys count your saves, because people do see a lot of babies saved here in Charlotte. I don't know how many it was last week. Seems like there were ten babies. There were a saved. lot, yeah. yeah, and and most of those were actually confirmed saves. Yeah, yeah. Which you'll and, you'll understand why we use that language by the time we get to the right, end right. of the podcast. <clears throat> and so, of course, we understand too. Like across the nation, there are differences in the ways that people count babies saved. There, we'll get into all of that stuff. Right. right. But I want to lay a foundation first. And I won't go too in-depth on this because we did do a whole podcast about this. Should we keep track of the numbers? You guys can Google that. You can go on our website, uh, gospelcenteredprolife.com, in the search bar and, and type in the word numbers. And it should bring up that episode where we talk about should we or should we not keep track of numbers. And, of course, our motivation for anything has to be we want to we glorify God, right? Our mm-hmm. ultimate goal is to glorify Jesus. But— the way that we glorify God should not be out of our own feelings or emotions, but should be based on the word of God. And I think we laid out a biblical framework for keeping track of numbers. That's baby saved, people that surrendered their lives to Jesus, abortion workers that have quit. Um, we even keep a track of how many people volunteer and, and things like that. Should we keep track of those things? And we left uh, or ended that podcast with, yes, we should. It's not about us. It's not about putting a notch on our belt. It's about giving glory to God, and it's about encouraging other people to get involved. We see that in the book of Acts, right? We see after Peter preached on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, 3,000 were added to their number. So the Bible gives numbers, even to the point where there's an episode uh, with Jesus and the disciples. Remember, they caught fish, Mm -hmm. and it says they caught 153 Fish. Right. Okay. So <laughs> the, the Bible gets specific numbers with numbers. matter. Right. They yeah. do. But it's the motivation. And that's yes. what I want to kind of get to. And I think that's what we'll get to mm-hmm. as we're talking about counting babies saved. If we're keeping track of numbers, and I believe that we should, 
what's the motivation? Is it to show that we're better than other sidewalk ministries? Uh, is it to show that we're better than other pro-life ministries? Is it to show that we're, you know, our team, our Friday team or Monday team or Wednesday team is better and more effective than the, you know, whatever Tuesday team or Thursday or whatever? You know, if that's our motivation, then obviously that's a wrong motivation. Our motivation should not be to show that we're better in our city than some other city or on our team than some other team. Our motivation above and beyond everything, like I said earlier, should be to glorify Jesus. Right. Right. We want to glorify him. Uh, One man calls it glory stories. Like when we tell a story about what God has done, when a baby's saved, that's a miracle. That's the Lord's doing. Uh, when someone surrenders, surrenders their life to Jesus, that's a glory story. That's something that God has done. We get to be a part of these things, but the goal should not be to glory in us and how great we are and how effective we are. The goal should be to give glory to God, Correct. to show the effectiveness yeah. of the gospel, yeah. the effectiveness of God's word and God's truth. End of story. Yeah. Right. End of story. That That's it. Our motivation should be to give glory to God. Yeah. A side motivation, I think, that flows out of that is to encourage others to get on board. Exactly. That's where I was what I was going to add. There is that primary motivation, which should really um, direct everything that happens on the sidewalk, not just counting saves of glorifying God. But yeah, but it is definitely um, hard work. Mm-hmm. And when we can find encouragement, we we certainly want yeah. to um, to encourage the people that labor so hard in this very difficult ministry. Yeah, and if there are saved babies, it definitely encourages. Yeah, so we don't we don't ever want to be dishonest. And anyone who truly loves the Lord will agree with me in that. And no one counts, um, you know, lying to themselves or to their teammates. But um, but we do want yeah. to encourage each other. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, maybe just to backtrack a bit, you know, our primary motivation is we want to glorify God. Right. Um, secondarily, we want to encourage others to get on board with what the Lord is doing. Yeah. So new yeah. volunteers. And then thirdly, yeah. um, we want to encourage the people who are out there. Right. right. And so encouragement right. yeah. is, is a good motivation to keep tracking numbers. But again, yeah. it cannot be our primary motivation. Yeah. Um, you know, I think also, too. And, and this is a, a very secondary motivation, but I think um, showing the validity mm-hmm. of what we're doing. And I think the, mm-hmm. the stories themselves do that. This yeah. idea that we're just pro-birthers, we only care about the babies after they're born and blah, 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 blah. That's all a lie, and that's all proven to be a lie. And the actual stories, so not just the numbers, but the actual stories that were told, the stories, though, come out of the numbers, right? Each Each of those Babies that were saved last week, 10 babies that were saved here in Charlotte last week, Yeah, each of those is an individual story. And so I think right. telling those stories is, is very important. Um, but also, you know, just sharing with pastors, because, I mean, I think you even had this perspective. Some pastors have the perspective that could that really be an effective ministry? Mm-hmm. And then you started seeing stories on Facebook and, and, and exactly. seeing people that were being saved and seeing the numbers. Yeah. Right. Three babies saved last week. And it's like, okay, maybe this is effective. Right. And so I think it does help give some validity. So maybe there's some motivations that I've kind of given to you. But again, the primary motivation is we want to glorify Jesus. Right. So 
we we know that this can cause controversy. You mentioned that earlier in that people do count saved babies differently. Yeah. And they can become very offended by how some people count a baby as saved and because it's not the way they do it. Yeah. Uh, or they may feel it's dishonest or whatever. Yeah. And so we really wanted to kind of just approach this very directly. Yeah. That how we count saved babies, why we count saved babies the the way we do, and always um, – Leaving room for the wisdom and discernment of the people who are laboring on the sidewalk yeah. in their particular area. This is not like um, a rule book. This yeah. is this is just our recommendations or suggestions based on yeah. what we do out here. But that doesn't mean it's the only way or the highway. Yeah. So yeah, l- l- let me mention this too, and this is why you're saying this. Yeah. Is because from organization to organization, and even from within Love Life, from mm-hmm. team to team, from city to city, from day to day, exactly. right? Our team lead yeah. on one day might count things differently than our, than another. Yeah. And, you know, s- some people, if the baby, the, and this is other organizations primarily, but maybe even some of our leaders, they won't count it as a baby saved until they actually see the baby born. Right. Which to me is, you know, a little, uh, a little too strict, right? Um. But I understand, right? Because we know that there have been babies that we've counted as babies saved Mm -hmm. here in Charlotte and other cities that the mother has gone back and had an abortion. Or that you never know. They tell you, they confirm they're choosing life. They leave. We never hear from them again. Yeah. And we don't know. We don't know what happened. We do know that some mothers return to abort their child. So this is not an exact science. (laughs) There is no way to know for certain until that baby is born. And even then, you've missed a whole lot of of potentially saved babies. Yeah, there's no way for you to track all of that. So so. our desire is to be as accurate as possible um, before the Lord. And, And I really believe or I wouldn't do it this way, that this is the way that we are as accurate as possible, the way that we do it. I do believe it is it is the, the most accurate way. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. But I, the way I wanted to kind of start with this is to tell this is a true story. This happened, I think, just last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. Okay. Um, kind of a case study yeah. of a baby that we ultimately, I'll let you all decide. I'll let you tell me, Daniel, okay. after I give you this case study, how you, how you would count this. Yeah. This. So a car stopped for me. There was a young um, woman was the driver and an older woman with two children was in the back seat. It turns out, I find out later, she's the mother of the driver. They appeared to not know where they were going. Um, they're looking at GPS, yeah. always a clue, honestly, yeah. um, that someone's driving down the street where really there are other businesses, but the vast bulk of the cars driving down that street are going to the abortion center. Right. And um, anyway, I instantly hand, they stop. I and handed the driver a pamphlet, this young woman, and, uh, and I asked if she was going to the women's center. She said she was not. Um, but and in fact, she said she wasn't pregnant, yeah. even though I didn't ask that. But she said she was not pregnant. Yeah. And um, she said she was just driving. They were just out driving. Yeah. And um, she, in the during the course of our conversation, from the beginning, she asked several times, where is the abortion center? Yeah. She's 
pretty much right in front of it. Right. How people could ask that with all of the pro-abortion people and all the science, I don't know. Sometimes I think <laughs> but, the Lord blinds their um, eyes. And and as she, she would ask that uh, several times during the course of our half-hour discussion, and throughout that first few minutes, she's giggling yeah. really nervously for no—there's nothing I'm saying that's funny. There's right. nothing she's saying that's funny, but she was giggling. Again, a very common response yeah. of the women who are there for an abortion. It's a nervous response. Um, I told her— about the third time she asked where was the abortion center that I could not in good conscience direct someone to a place where innocent babies were killed. Yeah. But I was happy to tell her why we were there. I told her about our ministry and I'm proceeding as though she is there for an abortion. Right. Um, she, uh, I, I present verses. I present our, our three talking points, God, resources, and humanity to the baby. And in the course of our discussion, I said, um, so are you lost? Are you, are you looking for a business? Maybe I can help direct you. And she said, oh, no, we're just out driving. I said, are you from the Charlotte area? And she said, no, they were from Salisbury. Yeah. Out driving with two young children. And it, that's an hour drive. Right. <laughs> And um and so that she's obviously make... lying, right? <laughs> I didn't accuse her of that, sure, but certainly that is what's going through my head. Yeah, and um and and I gave her all the information necessary for um for if she was there for an abortion. By now, um, I'm asking her about does she know what God says about um the human life the sacred value of human life does she know the sixth commandment we start talking about god the giggling has now stopped and she's saying she does believe in god and well she doesn't quite she thinks maybe it's okay yeah to have an abortion and then as i present scripture and psalm 139 and other verses um she becomes very serious she's now looking through the pamphlet Okay. And really paying attention. She comes to the picture inside our pamphlet. We do have a small photograph of an uh, aborted baby, of a victim image. And she looks very stricken yeah. as she's looking at that picture. She doesn't say anything. But as the the discussion is continuing, she tells me, she points to the two children in the back of the car and says she had considered aborting them. Yeah. Two young children. The older woman is leaning forward with, I would say, a look of great interest on her face, but almost beseeching. Right. And she's the mother of the driver. She's sitting in the back seat with the two children. Um, the woman then admits, in fact, she has had an abortion. Okay. And, um, and I speak then to her carefully because you don't want to introduce to, to an actively abortion-minded woman the idea of forgiveness, and I'm pretty certain this is an abortion-minded woman right. at this point. But I did talk about that there is forgiveness. It is not the unpardonable sin. And then go into, um, uh, but, you know, once you know the truth about that, and now you know the truth, right? I'm telling her because I right. presented yeah. the truth to you and she agrees. And I go into Hebrews 10, 26, that we should not willfully continue in sin once we know the truth. Because our heart can become so hard that we we no longer can truly repent of of that sin. At this point, um, she thanks me. The woman in the back seat thanks me, um, and she drives very very slowly towards the abortion center 
which of course she knows where it is at this right. point. And they pause at the driveway and then they continued on yeah. and drove away. And we had people there the, that whole day, morning and afternoon team until the abortion center closed and that car never returned. Yeah. How would you consider that situation? Yeah, that's a that's actually a, a really good question. Um, in the conversation with her, the fact that she's asking, where is the women's center? You ask her if she's going and she says, no, I'm not even pregnant. Right. Um, and then she asks, where is it? So it's Several obvious times. that she's looking for it. Right. Um, for me, and this may burst your bubble. I probably wouldn't count that as a baby saved. Okay. Um, I would say it's very likely, uh, very probable. Then, you know, I'll run in my head through the different scenarios. Okay. One thing I know for sure that I'm not in doubt about is she was looking for the for the abortion clinic. Right. There's no doubt. Yeah. It's possible that she was there to support a friend to have an abortion. It's possible, um, you know, something like that was playing out. Now, if it had been supporting a friend, people will tell us they're there for a friend. That's right. their cop out. Yeah. Because I'm not the one aboarding. Right. I'm there yeah. for a friend. So, but she never said anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still possible. It's still possible. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, I personally wouldn't count it. Now, probably what I would do, and this is what I normally do, whenever I don't have a solid, I chose life, and, and I've shared this with you before we started this, normally yes. that's my default. If they didn't say I chose life, that I normally do not count it as a baby saved, unless I have a large amount of evidence that tells me otherwise. I had a conversation with them. I was certain they were going into the abortion center. I saw them go into the abortion center, even though I had a conversation with them. I see them go back and forth and back and forth to their car. That's a, that's a big indication that they're in doubt, yeah. right? By the way, I did leave out an important clue okay. at the end. So at, at the end, right before she pulls away, um, she said, well, what kind of help do you all have? Yeah. And I listed the resources. And I said, and that's my name and number on the back there. And she said, okay, I will call you if I need help. Yeah, right. So again... To me, that was yeah, a clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's absolutely a clue. And so, you know, for me, I'm looking for clues and things like that. This is one of the reasons why you should not be distracted, by the way, which we did a podcast yeah, about that yeah. not terribly long ago. Um, but I'm looking for those clues. And, you know, again, if I see them go back and forth and back and forth, first of all, I've had a conversation with them, so I know for certain they're um, there for an abortion because I'm going to ask that question. She obviously, if she was, she didn't tell you yes, Correct. right? yeah. So that, to me, would be the first thing, first indication of, yeah, I don't know if I could count this, um, if she kept driving, right? If she would have told you, yes, I'm here for an abortion, and that's that played out, and she kept driving, I'd absolutely count it as a baby saved, even yeah. though she didn't tell me she chose life. I would absolutely count it. Now, again, that's, that's the exception rather than the rule for me. But I will say this, too. Um, you know, if I'm in doubt— I will go to a second person, somebody who observed the situation. I'll bounce it off of them. I might even would have had called you and said, hey, what do you think about this? Here's the scenario. Would you count that? And you may say yay or nay. Um, in those situations, I think all we can do is the best we can do. Mm -hmm. And we can go off of our experiences. I mean, we do have a, a good bit of experience in this world. I have seen you know, those scenarios play out where I've talked to someone. They go back and forth 
to you know to their car and in the abortion center and they're on the phone and all this and I've seen them leave and actually stop and tell me I decided not to do it. I've had those situations play out so many times where ones have told me that they chose life where if I see it play out like that um, and they don't stop and tell me I I I'm, I feel a high level of confidence that they chose life because I know that scenario. Yeah. Now again, like you said and and I started out there's some subjective stuff here when you don't have a solid I chose life. There's some subjectivity here. You have to make a decision. Was that a choice for life or not? Um, Even if they do choose life, though, or they tell you that they choose life, there's still some subjectivity there. It's it's more they could objective. Be lying, could be mocking. They could be lying. Could be back the next day for they an They could abortion. be back the next day. Correct. So I think yeah. we have to acknowledge, and this is kind of the, one of the points we want to get to, because there can be some contention here. Right. There can be, and you have a, a line or a paragraph here in this article about the controversies. Because yeah. some people would say, hard line, you cannot count that as a baby saved. Right, right. Well, you and some people a... would say, you better count that as a baby saved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So you raised a bunch of points that we are going to get into in when we talk about the parameters. But one of the, the first thing I did when that ended was I went to our team lead. Yeah. And she had seen most of that. She hadn't heard it. She was too far away. So I recounted what had happened, what it said, and said, what do you think? She said, I think it's a safe baby. Yeah. I said, that's my gut. Yeah. That's my gut also, based on the a lot of clues. Yeah. Um, the the whole setup of the mom in the back seat with two children. Well, right. we know that that's what they do because they can't bring the two young children into the abortion center. Yeah. yeah. I also knew she had other children that were in school. Two yeah. children in school in Salisbury. She told me that. So she's got four children. The other two were very young in the car. If um, Why would she go driving around when two children are in school right. with the two young children an hour away? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there were, you know, I already went through, but there was so, so many clues that, that and, and the corroboration of the team lead saying, and, and she didn't even pause. She right. said, That's safe. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. so, um, so, but I want to point out something here though. Yeah. And this is kind of one of the major points. Is that even with you and I, who've been doing this for a long time, yeah. we have a different perspective. Right. And right now, as you're saying, you counted that as a baby saved and here's why. Yeah. I'm not judging you and saying, you did wrong. You're in sin, right? Yeah. You, you're lying. Yeah. yeah. Um, no one wants to lie about numbers, about babies being safe. Like that's the further. I no know one who you. loves the Lord. Right. I, I know you. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing, guys. We have to believe the best about our brothers and sisters. Yeah. And so if you're seeing people post numbers of babies that are saved and your first thought is there's no way that's true. Really, you need to look at your own heart first. Yeah, That's the first person we need to examine is our own heart. Is there a conversation you need to have with somebody because there is somebody drives by and sneezes? They call that a baby save. Well, surely if that's the case, right, if I'm, I'm being a little facetious with that, but if, if they're counting everything as a baby save, is there a conversation you need to have? Yes, surely have a conversation, all that. But believe the best first, right. that they did their due diligence, that they felt confident because they looked at the scenario and they talked to other people and they, they counted it as a baby save because they were confident it was. Just believe yeah. the best. And at the end of the day, all of this stuff is the Lord's work anyway, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you can't you literally can't dig into someone's heart and figure out what their motive is. You can't dig into a mother's heart and find whether or not she's lying about choosing life for her baby or or, or what's yeah. going on there. We just yeah. I think if more if nothing else, we're just saying we're doing the best we can with the information we have. And I want to encourage you guys 
Do the best you can with the information you have. And if you're wrong about it, it's in the Lord's hands. If you're right about it, it's in the Lord's hands. Either way right? about it, and and yeah. in all things, give Him the glory. So that's those. You know, the controversies can it can really it can it can really harm um, a sidewalk team or even a ministry if you do think the worst of others, and if you think they're being dishonest or whatever, or you don't like why they do what they do or how they do it. So be very careful in whatever you do as a city or a team that yeah. that you trust your your team members or your city or whatever. But um but I've given you a little bit of my rationale for why I did count that as a save. I yeah. did believe the team lead also did believe that that it was um a save. But as we were talking about this and we did talk about this among our um the leaders here yeah. in Charlotte, this exact case study, because okay. I, I I really felt like um, maybe we needed to come up with a more concrete way yeah. of or rationale for or criteria, I guess, for for why and how we count saves. Most of the save babies are confirmed. Right. Most of them are confirmed. When, when, and so just that so people understand. The mom has said. I changed my mind. Yeah. But I do want you to know, a mom has said that in the past when they didn't. It was just mocking. Yeah. And we didn't know that. So, so again, everything is just doing your best with the evidence right. that you have. But we did come up with a list of criteria. And I know we don't want to drag this out too long. So I'm just going to, or maybe you can help me to go through this, the the criteria that yeah. we thought are reasonable criteria. Yeah, yeah. And really the first one is that two witnesses concur. Like you brought that up. Yeah. You would go and talk to someone else about this before you would say, and I did immediately. That's right. the first thing I did. I went to, and actually I did more than two. I talked to pretty much the whole team saying, yeah. what do you think about this? There was one person who was right there watching all this. She thought the entire conversation, this was a mom going into the pregnancy center. Right. And she was right there to the abortion center, into the abortion center. Yeah. So everybody kind of came to the same conclusion, Yeah. which is for me, um, good. Yeah. If, if you've yeah, got yeah. a lot you've of people got seasoned saying, people that have been out there for a long time and everybody's, there's a consensus. Everybody's saying that was a baby saved. Then yeah, why why doubt that? Right. You know what right. are we what are we trying to prove there? Yeah. If we're doubting yeah. that body of evidence. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, some of the other things: evident conflict in the mom. Yeah. Tears, anger. You mentioned this in and out of the center a lot. Yeah. I if they stop to listen to us when if we're on the microphone and they're like standing with a boyfriend on the porch, maybe and pointing at us. Yeah. But not in a mocking way, like listen to her right. kind of pointing, which you can tell, you can discern, hopefully. If they're screaming at the boyfriend, obviously right. there's conflict in over, over something. Yeah. Um, oftentimes whether they should abort or not. Covering their face, covering their ears, hiding in the car. Yeah. Um, Let me mention this because I think this is really important. Okay. Okay. And I'm not sure this is even the article. Okay. But our scenario here at the Latrobe Abortion Center is quite a bit different than most other abortion centers. Very good point. Yeah. Our scenario is that it is an abortion clinic and that's it. They don't right? do anything else. And we know from their website, right. from being out here for years, right. they're not doing anything else. People that are here are either here for an abortion. Or they're here for a follow-up appointment after having had an abortion. And we know what days those are. Right. And this was not one of those days. Yeah. And they could be here to get a job. We've had that several times, we too. People are coming happen. to get work. Yeah. But So you know that the people you're talking to are here for an abortion. You know that the scenarios that are playing out, 
that the people are here for an abortion. That's one thing you need to know. If you're going to count it as a baby saved and you don't have a confirmed, I chose life for my baby, then you first got to know, are they even here for an abortion? So if you're at a Planned Parenthood, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to figure that out. Right it, now, absolutely. If true. you're there on one of the abortion days, then you know likely the people are there for an abortion because they consolidate those appointments for, as far as surgical abortion days. Um, so anyway, that that's a big difference, and I think it matters a lot because we we know that people are there for an abortion. If you you've got all these sort of you know markers in place, you know they're there for an abortion first and foremost because they're coming to the clinic and it's just an abortion clinic. These other markers in place can give you some assurance that they chose life for their baby, but not every clinic is like that. So it doesn't give you that assurance that they're actually there for an abortion. First and foremost, they could be arguing in the parking lot because, you know, he wants transgender hormones and she doesn't want him to have them or something like that. Like that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, I'll just mention that because I so think it's important. So that's a good point because the two other abortion centers here do do other things, and it, we have many fewer saves, yeah. saved babies, because we just don't know, and we're not going to make a wild guess. Yeah, yeah. So, well, also, the volume of abortions that take place here is a right, lot more. A lot well. more here. Yeah. So um, if they take your literature and they look through it, that's an important clue. Yeah. If they don't just throw it back out the window <laughs> right. or hand it off to the pro-abortion crowd, then that that's a clue that there is some interest in what you have to say. Right. If they sit in the car a long time before going in or if they're often on the phone or you see them in the car looking through the literature, all really valuable clues. Yeah, yeah those are all – kind of markers of that conflict. That's right. right. Yeah. And, and you skipped over one, the third one here, when you ask if they believe in God and they say they do, oh. and they admit that God would not have them to do it. So that's, yeah. again, an indication that they're there for an abortion and they know it's wrong. It's an indication of conflict. And that's really what you're talking about in these first couple of ones. These are indications of conflict. Right. And they often tell us that they've prayed for a sign. Right. They'll sometimes say that and still go in. But then if they leave before the abortionist, and sometimes they don't stop and tell us. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure then they, they've got God is definitely convicting something yeah. in their heart. Um, if they're from out of state, this was, I thought, an important one because there was one case where all of these other factors had occurred, um, but they left. And one of the reasons that we feel people might leave before, and it was before the abortionist, well, what if they turned out not to be pregnant? Right. But let me ask you, do you which do you think is more expensive, a pregnancy test or driving 10 hours to go right. get a pregnancy test at an abortion center. Yeah, yeah. So if they have driven from far away, you know they're pregnant. And yeah. they know they're pregnant if they're turning into a place like ours sure. where all they do is an abortion. So yeah. it isn't that they left because they weren't pregnant. You can rule that out, I think, pretty safely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's another thing to know. Where where are they from? Um, if they sit in the car rather than sitting in the abortion center. Again, shows conflict. Most of the time, the abortion center doesn't want them leaving. Yeah. Because if they leave the abortion center, there's the chance they'll drive away without having the abortionist. Yeah. A big clue, they leave before the abortionist. Yeah. And they yeah. don't return. And one of the things we're able to do in mm-hmm. in light of that, too, if they leave, so if I observe this conflict, they've gone back and forth, um, they're sitting in their car, they're obviously listening to what we're saying because sometimes you can see that as an indication. I just saw right. this a couple of weeks ago. A young lady was standing actually out 
the side of the abortion center listening to what Carrie was saying on the microphone. Yes, and it was very clear. Yeah, and ended up coming over and talking to me. Yeah. It, it, however, like seeing her, if she wouldn't have come over and talked to us, I would have likely, if I saw her get in her vehicle and leave out before the abortionist got there, I would have likely counted that as a baby saved. Because yeah. I saw her paying attention. I saw her. She was obviously intentionally listening to what Carrie was saying. And had she even been in there long enough to have an abortion, which is another thing we look right. for. How yeah. long have were they in there before they left? Yeah. Um, we know when our abortionist arrives, and not all places do know that. Yeah. Or they're there the whole time that the sidewalk team is there. Right. So they yeah. really can't make that same assessment that we can. Right. And, and you couldn't count that as a baby saved if you're at a clinic that does other things rather than abortions, right? right. Because right. they could have been there. You know, if this lady was standing out listening to us, she could have been there for birth control or something if right. they did that stuff, yeah. which yeah. they don't. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if it was at a Planned Parenthood and I observed that situation, I wouldn't count it as a babysitter. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't count it because I wouldn't have confidence yeah. that that was a mom that chose life. Knowing the scenario there, I definitely would have. Now, she did come over and get an ultrasound and chose yeah. life for a baby, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Um, as far as like them leaving before the abortionist gets there again you can't really count it as a baby save they leave before the abortions get not there. Not if that's the only criteria. Right. Remember all of these, and I do, I know that's not where you were going, Daniel, but I do right. want to make the point. It is a, an accumulation of these criteria that would lead. It's not just any one of them. Yeah. It has to be that usually that there are most of these yeah. are, are present or a lot of these are present. The acknowledgement when they leave. Is right. there a wave, a thumbs up? I had a, a couple leave before the abortionist that both blew me a kiss on yeah. the way out. And it wasn't, you can tell when there's people mocking you. Right. It wasn't that. They were happy. They were relieved, their whole body language. Um, and, and so that was, a, again, a positive sign. Right. So I, I hope really what I'm trying to do is say, use your wisdom, discernment, and look for the clues because they're often there to help you to make not a leap of faith, but a rational choice on what you think they did based on the evidence yeah. that, that you've seen. Yeah. And, and like we said, the vast majority of the babies that we count as babies saved are going to be people that acknowledge, I didn't do it. Right. I chose life for my baby yeah. <clears throat> or some some form of that statement. Right. right? So that's the yeah. vast majority. Yeah. But there are times when because of the indications, because of these, this kind of body of evidence. And I think the primary way is like sharing the body of evidence that you gathered. Oh, this was going on. This was going on. This was going on with others on your team. Yes. What do you guys think? Do y'all think that's a baby safe? If there's a consensus there, then I would count it. Yeah. But even given that it's still subjective. Mm -hmm. And like I said, even if you have a solid, we chose life for our baby, it can still be subjective. Right. It's like more objective, um, when it's like that, but it can still be subjective. And so we have to give one another grace and allowance. Yeah. And we have to steer clear of attributing evil motives to people. They're counting baby save just to make themselves feel good or right. just to make their team look good or right. just to you know make their city look better or whatever. Yeah. Like we have to steer clear of that stuff, believe the best. And if we feel like somebody is just straight up lying about numbers, well, that's that's sin. And we need to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I trust that no one that's listening to this podcast has that as a motive. I trust that as well. And one of the ways that we deal with people that in good conscience 
just really cannot count a baby saved. Here in Charlotte, there are some team leads that really say, I cannot in good conscience unless I hear them say I've saved my baby, then that's the number for that right. day. We yeah. we do trust our team leads. We trust their integrity. We trust their walk with the Lord, and um and they they are the ones that determine at the end in the end like yeah. like what is counted. Uh, one thing that might help other teams is is to split it into categories. And some teams do this. The three categories that we when we write up our reports of whether a baby is saved or not, we have a confirmed, which means someone has said. Yeah. We have a probable, which like the story I gave you, there are so many things that to me convinced me that it was a baby saved that I feel it's probable. Yeah. And then possible where yeah, it might have been because here's the evidence, but it's not strong enough for me to say probable. Again, very subjective. Yeah. The only ones that we count as saves are the probable and the confirmed. We don't count the the possible when yeah. we report to our city right. director. So the, at the end, um, be cautious. You shouldn't just say, oh, that's a safe baby because I just have a gut feeling about it. No, that's right. not enough. Right. You, yeah, you, it's not you enough. really do need to, to give us evidence of that and have some corroboration by other team members. Yeah. Um, but in the end, just remember all of it is for God's glory. And we, we really, everything we do and how we do it, we need to give to the Lord and, and pray that he will guide and lead yeah. us. Yeah. And yeah, be given the glory in the end. Yeah. And give grace to one another. Again, Amen. there's going to be people yeah. on on both sides, maybe both extremes. People that would yeah. count it, you know, if it's even a question, right? Did they choose life? They're like, yep, they chose life. Right. And then there's others. If there's even a question, there's like, no way, no right. way they chose life. Right. We have to give grace. I think Paul talks about that, and it's not a direct application in Scripture, but Paul talks about the weaker brother and those who are stronger in faith and those who are weaker in faith. Yeah. That we have to give allowance for each other, and we have to do everything that we do and view each other in charity. Yes. And the reason why I'm saying is it, this is because I know how the enemy can get in and bring contention and bring um, separation, even within a team of a particular day, but also within, you know, from one abortion center to another, from one city to another or whatever. Yeah. And so we do all that we do for the glory of God, and we do it in love, believing the best about our brothers and sisters. And uh, with that, I think we're done with this. Yes. Yeah. Is it good to yeah. go? All right. Cool. We hope this episode was a blessing to you guys. We'd love for you to reach out to us. You can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky, at lovelife.org. We're also going to have this article that we used as a framework for this episode up on our Sidewalks for Life website, sidewalks the number four, life.com. So you can check that out. And our podcast website is gospelcenteredprolife.com. So you can check out all of our episodes there. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. But nothing's too precious since I met you.